Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan now Scott with you. We're at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars. That's a 630 puck drop tomorrow night. I still think there's a few stragglers left for that game. You can visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information. The Oil Kings open up their playoff series Thursday against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Tickets available at oilkings.ca. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Spec, do I look like a guy that had uh, dental work this morning? You're up. Don't worry. Just move that mic down. There we go. There you go. Uh, that had dental work today? No. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey look at you. Hey, Fresh you. teeth in there. Got, nice looking chicklets. I, I had I had one. It was like oh, I lost boy. like one eighth of a tooth, and it just made you look like a guy from like Do- Bobby Clark. They're like Deliverance. You yeah. Know? Well, like <laughs> like Billy Bob from West Virginia. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Looking good now, Bobby. Well, You're back to the I, I don't I don't know handsome about- brute you've always been. Yeah, a little bit heavy of a handsome brute. Hey, we, we got to do this back. Uh, we had, uh, you were kind enough to join us. Uh, we had about 75. Uh, we had an event on Thursday night in Nashville. No, Wednesday night. Wednesday night in Nashville. Yes. See, that's what happens when you stay up all night. In, when you in, have an event in Nashville, you in, can't in, remember what night it was. can't remember what night it is. A lot of those people are listening to the show right now, those folks that came down yep. through Dennis Laliberti and J- Jason Laliberti and the New West Travel Group. Uh, people were awesome. They were super positive. You know what? People wanted to get out. They wanted to get out. Yeah. And Nashville is a f- as fun a town as there was. I know, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I just stayed o- up overnight. I, I didn't even hit the wrapper <laughs> that night. I did about two hours work between 6 in the morning. And oh, good. I couldn't sleep. I don't know about you. That happens once in a while, you know. But uh, <laughs> I had a great time. I know you had a great time. And it, But the, it was just great seeing people. Get, what was it like? Yeah. From, I'd commercially flown in the States uh, coming out of the uh, COVID jail in early March, but what was it like uh, when you were flying back? Um, I mean, airports are, are, you know, what do I... It's going to be different now. They've lifted the mask mandate in the U.S., I noticed, so... Uh, obviously, you're wearing masks on planes all the way. At least you were. Now in the States, that's changing. Now you can, I believe, the Delta, United, American, uh, all the big carriers are saying it's not mandated anymore. So that's different. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I've caught colds on planes, you know, for 35 years. And if you're going to tell me that, you know, like if you don't want to get sick in a plane, wear a mask. There's just no doubt. That stood true 20 years ago. It stands true today. Uh, not everyone's going to wear a mask. The guy beside you is going to sit down sneezing and hacking and coughing sometimes, right, in the middle seat. 
and there's nothing you can do about it, pal. Yeah. So that's commercial air flight. That's the way it goes. Yeah. I'd throw a shout out to uh, Desi and Carrie Batchelor and the Hunkas and all those people that came yep. out to Nashville. They're the regulars. We see them, most of them every year. There's a few new faces, but you're right. It was a fun night. Uh, we continued on into the Nashville Strip uh, that yeah. evening, Bob, with uh, many of your friends, the Dennis Lalaberry's uh, people. Now, he didn't actually bring a roll out the credit card, did he? No, I didn't see him at night, but I we drank on his tab at the hotel. That was enough. <laughs> I mean, come on. you got to give the guy a break. <laughs> so anyway, lots of fun. Nashville was fun. Uh, the only thing that went wrong for me was I, I told all these people, they kept saying, wow, what's the game going to be like tomorrow night in Nashville? I said, oh, you're going to love this place, man. It's a, that Nashville barn. It's like a college football game, and it is so much fun, and it's loud, and there's energy, and there's stuff going on. And then the orders come out and silence that place for 60 minutes, and it was a very average night in the rink in Nashville. Like, it was fun if you're an order fan, but it wasn't loud. There wasn't much energy, and you can blame Leon Dreisaitl for that. I All mean. right, and Mike's Smith. And, and Mike Smith. <laughs> and, and so then we come back into town and they play Vegas and it's do or die for the Vegas. Like Nashville's like an 80% or 90% yeah. chance to get in. They might be higher than that to yeah. get in the playoffs. Important points though still, yeah. You know, uh, but conversely you're sitting there watching Vegas and they're playing for their proverbial lives and the Oilers shut them out too for nothing yep. and Smith makes 39 saves and starts in goal because he didn't give out anything cheap early. Nope. But so the question I have for you is, you know, Jay Woodcroft's now 21, uh, eight and three as head coach of this team through 32 games. That's a 703 winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Mike Smith's got a 948 save percentage over the last uh, nine starts for him. That's pretty good. And here's Mark. You're going to laugh at this. They're not firing on all cylinders. They got four right wings right now. Paul Yarvey's got one in 16. Yamamoto hasn't scored in 11. Ryan hasn't scored in 20, and Cassian hasn't scored in 25. Like, yeah. they're, hey, Fogel's going pretty good. Hyman and Kane have been solid. Kane's been a little quiet last few games, goal scoring wise, but. Oh, no, the, they, right, the right side has been real quiet. Right. Real so, quiet. where I'm going with this is how good a team is this right now? Like, well, you tell me. Give me your perspective. The floor is yours. I'm going <laughs> to shut up for the next 90 seconds and well, dr- drink my Dr. Pepper. You know me, Bob. Uh, my the way I judge this team's playoff readiness now, after a few years of watching them, you know, be in second place in their division for the third year in a row, and and you know, obviously they've got leading scorers and they can put the puck in the net. I look at the orders and say, can you win that two-one game that's coming at you here? Right, there's going to be a two-one game in this first round of the playoffs, and it's going to be one-one in the third. And can you win that game? Because the team, in every series, Bob, there's probably two games like that, and the team that loses them loses the series. Yep. And the Oilers always broke. The Oilers always gambled first. They always blinked first, right? And they broke. They lose those games. And this season, I'm going to say to you that there's a lot more evidence that they can win that game. They, they had Colorado 0-0 into the third period, right? And they didn't panic and take a bunch of chances and all of a sudden be down to nothing. They sat there with Vegas in a very close game the other day, right? They just waited it out and they waited it out and they played strong defensive hockey and they got some goaltending and when the opportunity came, they scored a couple of goals and boom, they're up 3-1. Uh, so I see I mean, we don't need to talk about if they can score. They can score. Power play is good. Can you kill enough penalties to be a good team in the playoffs? And can you hang in in a low event 1-1 game and be the team that that makes the 2-1 goal, not that hacks it up. 
And right now, they're looking like the team that's going to score that goal. And, Mark, just to prove your point, last year, now it's got to be stated, no fans. And that's something you have to factor in because I think the fans are going to play a factor. You know, we saw the fans help pick the Oilers up in Game 2 against San Jose, Game 5 at home against uh, San Jose. The Oilers, you know, the game, yep. that Game 2 against San Jose, it was a low-scoring game. The Oilers won that game 2-0. They got two shorthanded goals in that game, one from Cassie and one from uh, David. Then they went to San Jose, won game three, one nothing. Cassian got the lone goal. Then they got bombed, 7 nothing in San Jose. And the Sharks looked like they'd wrestled, sort of control the series mm-hmm. back. They were up 3-1 here in game five. And the fans helped pick the Oilers up in that situation. Edmonton roared back, 1-4-3 in overtime. Dry settle, setting up Deharnay. And then went yeah. to San Jose and won game six, right? They played a factor. Yep. Even... Mark, game six against Anaheim. Let's not forget game five. Heartbreaking loss. One of the toughest, personally for yeah. me, the toughest loss I ever broadcast. 14 years of doing the Oilers games. Yeah. Coughed Ga- up a big lead. Coughed up a 3 Kessler nothing, right? Yeah, Talbot's you know, leg and all, sure. all that stuff. And they, <laughs> the fans came back here. They helped pick the players up, right? They do. And they, they do. kicked the living snot out of Anaheim in game six here. Yeah. So here... So when you need the fans, they're going to be there for you. And they right? didn't have that the last two playing years. There was no fans in the building. And I'm thinking of Winnipeg because you mentioned, can they play those close games? Well, last year, you know, it was it's a 1-1 game in the third period. And the Jets get 1-2-1. and two, one, And the Oilers can't get the equalizer because Hellebuck stands on his head. And the Jets get two empty netters. And they win yep. 4-1. And then... We get to game two here in Edmonton, and again, this is without fans in the building, but we get to game two in Edmonton, and the game ends up going, you know, ends up in a situation, one nothing overtime victory for the Jets, and you're like, oh, no. And that was one, listen, the Oilers played an excellent, did Paul Stassi score that goal? Yes. They, they, you know, there's a game where they did hang in, and there's a game where they did bite the bullet and play a defensive game and didn't give up the big chance. And the Paul Stastny goal wasn't even really a grade-A chance. He, he, it was a turnaround slapper that went through some traffic and hit the top corner, and no one's at fault here. That's just the luck you get along the way. But, All right. uh, you know, that, that to me is what we have to see here. I want a resilient team. They're never going to be, Bob, I asked a bunch of guys about this today. Like, are we getting to the point to what I want to see in NH- in playoff hockey. I want to see the skill team and the skill guy rewarded in, in playoff hockey. I don't want to see a well, playoff. Well, work your official buddies. Well, yeah, Get yeah, them to call more penalties. It's a, sure, but it's this is a 50-year deal in the NHL. The Montreal Canadiens, with their big, ugly defense they had last year, they were crappy in the regular season, but they went to the cup. I want to see, um, this is heresy, I want to see the Toronto Maple Leafs thrive. It is, you're right, it is. fun, good hockey. You're off the show. (laughs) All of the things you said. They're fun to watch, Bob. They're fun to watch. And the Edmonton Oilers are fun to watch. I want to see Matthews uh, uh, thrive. I want to see McDavid and Dreisaitl thrive. I don't really care to see Joel Edmondson thrive, Bob. Mark. Right? I don't know if we're there yet. In order for those guys to thrive. Where did I put it? I saved it. It's not the refs, right? It's the people that employ the refs. It's the league. Courtesy of Dave Jackson. Okay? Who who now does work for who? He's on ESPN. He's on ESPN, yep. In the 2005-06 playoffs, the year that the Edmonton Oilers went to the seventh game of the Stanley Cup final, in that playoff year, there were 11.6 power plays per game. So basically, each team got almost six power plays per game. Okay. In last year's playoffs, there were 5.49 
power plays per game. So 2.75, basically under three power plays per game per team. 5.49, it was the lowest total uh, over uh, since the 0405 lockout. So we've gone from 11.6 power plays per game being granted in the playoffs in 0506 all the way down to 5.49. And for two consecutive years, mm-hmm. we've had the same amount of power plays per game in the regular season. Last year, 2021, 5.78 power plays per game. This year, 5.78. This is also a reason why it's difficult to compare Sidney Crosby because his first two years in the NHL, there was 11.7, and 8.57 his first three years. So we're coming out of the lockout year, the lost year, when they changed the rules, right? Right. When they they opened Uh, up obstruction. Obstruction. They got rid of it. And you know what? They called a ton of penalties. They did because people were were still committing a ton of infractions. I'll say to you that that we've come a long way the way the game's played. They're not water skiing down center ice anymore. No. We haven't got back to the same power play number because the refs are turning their cheek again. It's to me it's because the players are playing the game better. I would like to see like you know what if it warrants it, I'd like if it warrants it, I'd like to see say three and a half to four power plays per game per well, team. Well, okay, but that to me seems sure. like to me, it seems like there's that many infractions that, you know, would kind I of... I don't know. I'm, I'll am tell you what, Bob. I'm going to say this. We can watch a game together, and you and me could spot it. Hey, that could have been a penalty sure. all night long. But I am seeing a lot of penalties called today where a guy slashes the other guy's stick, and the guy drops it, and it's a penalty. Like... There's a ton of penalties today that were not a penalty like if prior you, to that lockout. If you pal. would take us back to when Edmonton would play Dallas in the late 90s and oh early God, 2000s, and they had Hatcher and Ludwig and Richard Maftichuk. They just find Barzell for having a playful little hook with Marner on the ice from the bench, right? Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. That's a freaking fine. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, the league is, if we're talking about opening it up to the skilled player, hockey is immeasurably softer today than it was even 12 years ago. Come on. Like, it is soft, soft, soft right. down there So right now. when we come back, I'm going to ask you, is it that big of a deal anymore that they don't call as many? Are the Oilers better equipped to play that very five-on-five game? That's what we're going to talk about when we return. Sportsnet spec for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta Live, Thurman Racing, 345 Century Mile, Saturday, April the 30th. This is Oilers Now. Keep texting us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. We might even open up the phone line today at 105. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. Live thoroughbred racing starts again end of April, April 30th. It's a Saturday, 345 out at Century Mile Racetrack. All right, Mark Spector, here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I read you those power play stats, and we know the numbers are way down and all that. Is Edmonton better equipped? To play the five-on-five game this year than they have been in the last two years. What say you? Yeah, for sure they are, right? And and it starts with um, they're not giving up as much, right? That's no. to the, listen, their five-on-five numbers are vastly improved. That's that's not an opinion. You just have to go out and natural stat trick or wherever you go and look it up. They're a much better five-on-five team statistically this season. So now you got to ask yourself why? Which play? You know, do they get new players? Do the players they have are they playing better? You know, has their goaltending certainly lately? It's been really good. I'd say all season long, it's it's been okay. It's coaching, been, coaching's changing a little bit. They're under Jay Woodcroft, their five on five has improved from under Tippett, Tippett dramatically. 
Uh, I'm going to say some under uh, under the you know radar moves with Cody Cece, right? I think he's been a way better player than people thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. Zach Hyman. Uh, everyone's talking about McDavid's defensive play being much better. All I know is he's never been over 50% in the faceoff circle, or if he has been barely, this year he's been by far the highest he's been. Uh, Dreisaitl is just continuing to be a strong defensive player. Do you, uh, do you want to hear something crazy on Connor McDavid? Can I pass? Sure. Uh, so sure. I just read you those numbers on the right wings, right? Yep. Okay. And we had a discussion. Was it two weeks ago in Yes, Apoliarby, or last week? Or, Maybe, uh, yep. And you know how strong and fiercely loyal the analytics community is to support the impact that Yes, Apoliarby has yes. on every center that he makes. Yeah. Now, all of that said, I look at it, you look at it, and go, yeah, that's great. Needs to score more. We, we both think the same way there, right? Yep. Here we go. Uh, at NHL underscore Sid says, if McDavid's on-ice shooting percentage five-on-five was at his career average, because I believe it's at like 8% this year, this is not just McDavid. This is the other players on the ice with him as well. They are at an unbelievably uh, low number. He said if they were at its career average, he would be on ice for roughly 23 to 25 more 5v5 goals. Uh, He could have come close to 130 to 140 points this season based on sort of the, and I guess they're going to use the shooting percentage of the people he's playing with. And the expectant goals that were there that weren't finished off and that sort of thing, right? In other words, a 110-point season, he's currently on pace for 120 over 82 games. It's considered unlucky this season. And there is a degree of luck. For McDavid. For McDavid. And then the tweet says, Well, look, his his primary right winger has scored three goals since New Year's. Right? Like, I don't even need to speak his name because people will dump all over it. But what the stat you read me tells me the truth. Any guy from any country whose name is anything, if he plays 30-some games with McDavid, whatever it's been since January 1st, and scores three goals, is under performing, yeah. and it is bad luck for McDavid. Yeah. Uh, now, we should state that right. Paul Yarvey dealt with COVID coming out. Coming Quit making excuses. Okay. Everybody dealt with COVID. Everybody dealt with COVID. Right. He also missed 12 games with a lower body issue at one point. He did miss the 12 sure. games. So, I, I actually, can I tell you something? I think he's due do you think he's due? He's no got one goal. He's, well, he's getting so of many. Of he's due. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Is he ever due? Didn't your, didn't your grandfather ever do that? Jeez. He's a, you, know, you know, you, you might want to bet on the Maple Leafs to win the cup. Yeah, the Leafs are due. They're, they're t- <laughs> the Leafs are due. He said that to me in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't won in 12 years, Bob. They're due. And I'm like, they're, due. I'm like, they're not beating the Canadians. No, so. they're due. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Um, then Cam Connor got him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> In overtime. So, uh, so you're telling me McDavid, McDavid could have even more points? Sure, but I mean, I, I, I'm gonna. I've been the guy that said all along. Frankly, I'm kind of don't care about. I don't care about first overall picks anymore. We've had our share of those. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about way them past that now. I don't. They've got ta- a better team built around. I don't around care them. about our Ross trophies anymore. I don't care who wins your Ross trophy. Okay. Yeah. I don't care. Right, it's the one trophy here at Edmonton now. It start to it's and when you know, do we start to talk and, about that trophy? And you know who cares about that trophy the most? Yeah, are those guys? Uh, are McDavid and Drysaddle? They're they're done. They've done. They've won the awards. They're yep. like yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's the trophy. Let's the, talk about that. I trophy. think those guys are. And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, and they can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, or I'll put the call out to uh, one of the guys. Cam Moon always makes jokes about. I got different guys that can take care of this stuff for me. But yeah. what I, I I think McDavid and Drysaddle last time I five on five minutes 
they play like 36 or 37 percent of their time together 5v5 okay which is not a lot compared no. to past years so uh, uh, earlier uh, this season the stat was 25 percent that was about a month ago okay so and, Jay, and Jay Woodcroft has done I mean he's basically kept those guys separated a lot yeah, maybe yeah. occasionally coming out of, a, a penalty, out, out of a penalty out of a penalty that Makes sort of a better team so you know so you add Kane uh, you know, Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto, even though not both of them are on a bit of a cold run again, are more mature, better five-on-five players. Yamamoto's becoming an effective penalty killer. Yep. You, you bring Hyman into the offseason. that allows you to play Nugent Hopkins. You got uh, yep. you got McLeod coming. Fogel is starting. It's fair to say he's starting yeah, to settle in a bit here. Finding his role as a third-line left winger and, and a, you know, Doing what you want from him. Listen, Warren Fogel's never going to be a 30-goal man, but he can be an effective third-line left winger. And I do want to say, when you talk about maturity, what used to happen with guys who played with McDavid is when the puck wasn't going in, they got all nervous and they got all risky, and the puck ended up going at the other end. And that's not what we're seeing, right? All the guys will show you that Kane and Pogliarvi's stats defensively are excellent. So, sure, Pogliarvi's not scoring. But the puck's not going to the other end either. That, to me, is a big difference from where we've been with a lot of the guys McDavid has played with over the years. Self-indulgent texter Texas to say, Bob, I sure in heck hope that Connor cares about winning the Art Rice. I have a $500 bet on the line. There you go. <laughs> you know, Mark, do you ever notice, I, I, I don't know how much heat, you, well, I have an idea is how much heat you get on Twitter, uh, but when the Oilers, like when the Oilers had their performance against Minnesota, like the teams eat one and one in their last Oh, 10, people freak out. And yeah. they, like, I, I wonder, like, are there guys out there that are tweeting at me really angrily like, like beyond what you would suggest would be normal, you know. Like eh, they you, just get mad because the team's losing. That right, time. and they're like, you know, Stoffer, you take everything to heart. I don't, on Twitter, on Twitter. <laughs> I, well, you just block guys like that. I don't. I, I'm a little bit more. I don't block guys like that, but I do block lots of guys. How many guys you got blocked right now? I don't count, Bob. Okay, lots. over two hundred. Oh, easy. Really? Yeah. I'm under sixty. Well, and about forty of them are people that have. T- uh, words that probably shouldn't be deployed yeah. in actual Twitter handles. Yeah. As a rule of thumb, I just don't want to, you know. Almost so. all the guys for me, if, if you have your name on your Twitter account and I can see who you are, you get a way more fair shake. If you're some guy coming at me with a, you know, white av Johnny or whatever, then I got much less time for that guy because uh, my name's out there. You're going to take shots at me. You should have your name out there too, pal. 1258 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, is Bob, are you and Mark uh, concerned about the defense come playoff time? Well, that's a fair question. We're going to have that conversation. We might even blast off some calls if you want to jump aboard. 780-496-0063 on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Off to a global news weather traffic update. More with Mark Spector in the second hour of Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.